Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, husband. Hi. How are you? Good. We're back. Yes. For a follow-up <laughs> episode. Correct. How do you feel? Fine. Busy. I hate that answer. When people are like, how are you? And their answer is busy. I feel like that's not an emotion. Right. But how are you doesn't necessarily mean you're asking about emotions. Kind of. My emotion is busy. Oh, it's, ex- it's also <laughs> such a Dutch answer. People are also busy. True. No, I'm happy. I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I don't feel like much has changed. I feel like we're straight back into it. Yeah. We just had this like awesome two-week holiday. Yeah, I agree. Well, yeah, like three. I totally agree, but I actually think that's a good thing. I When I hear people be like, oh, everything's different after you get married, I'm like... Are you sure you're doing it right? <laughs> so we have written a couple things down with what we really liked about the wedding and potentially what we maybe liked less or wouldn't do again. So we felt like we could have a quick episode and share that with everyone. Okay. I'm, I'm in, I guess. What is your, what was your absolute highlight? Oh, there's a couple. Um, well, Directly after the bachelor party, we went to a wellness hotel and me and 10 of my closest friends got uh, into a towel ceremony with a German bodybuilder <laughs> in a naked sauna. That was easily top 10 experiences of my life. Um, cinematic was the word we kept throwing around. <laughs> and you had all your Aussie uh, mates there who had never gone to a naked sauna before. So it was a real experience for these guys. It was it was very special. For even one of them, it was his first time in Europe. And so <laughs> uh, this is, he basically just extrapolated from that and said, this is what Europe's like. I'm never leaving. And he's not wrong. He's it's not wrong. <laughs> all towel sessions with German bodybuilders. I was happy to be able to show him my life in Europe and um, make him realize that there's just a whole other way to live your life. Yeah. Uh, so that was fun. Um, I obviously loved getting married to you. I think it was a really beautiful ceremony and I like the way we did it. Um, obviously you want, you know, a really small backyard ceremony. I'm a total bridezilla. I want a massive party with all my Australian mates. And I liked that we put into the ceremony and the organization, so many of our friends, Mm -hmm. right? So like having your brother as a celebrant. My other brother gave the rings. My sisters spoke a little bit. Like that's kind of the jobs, right? Yeah, jobs. Yeah. But yeah, but like people, people got to be a part of it. What was the specific highlight of that day though? 
You know, what's funny is I had a moment where the, I, th I think as I've become older, I've become more introverted um, and I appreciate time by myself a lot more than I used to. Uh, and there was like almost this moment of being overwhelmed when, you know, you, you almost couldn't escape the amount of like love that your, all your friends and family have for you, right? Every, every place you turn, there's already eyes on you looking directly at you, you know, wanting to grab you and, and have a moment with you. And it was beautiful. That was also a little overwhelming for me. And so I really enjoyed when, um, I grabbed you and you and I kind of escaped out the back door for a bit and just had 15 minutes sitting with ourselves, just reflecting on what we'd just been through. Uh, and I'm really happy we did that. Uh, everything else was fantastic, but when we could actually grab like a quiet moment and just kind of, uh, uh, like compress and compile like some of our, you know, experiences we just had into kind of core memories. That was, that was a really special moment for me. Cause that was right after the ceremony and we had a friend be like, you should try to find little moments throughout the day where the two of you escape and look back at your friends and talk about what you're going through and what you're feeling. So this was right after the ceremony that we just popped out for a little bit. We read our vows again. Yeah. Um, and that was really nice. And there was another moment where I pulled you away after dinner and we went to the roof and we looked down into the greenhouse and saw all our, all our friends. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was nice. Definitely. But that's and that really was the first time I noticed your flower arrangement as well. The clouds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice <But> work. <laughs> a lot of people complimented me on it. I, I mean, um, yeah. I'm sorry I noticed these, it so late. We had these clouds of baby breath that I felt like would be, would baby, look like. Baby breath is a type of flower, everyone. In case you don't know. I feel like my listeners would definitely know. I didn't know. You're not really my <laughs> core audience. <laughs> um, but there were clouds and hanging in the ceiling of the greenhouse, um, kind of to feel like they're um, snowflakes. So that's... Snow that's, snowflakes or snow clouds? Well, snow clouds with like snowflakes coming out of them. I got clouds. Mm. Yeah. Um, that was really good. Yeah, the, the flower was amazing. But I think that's a really good first tip. Uh, make sure that you if you go away after, right after the ceremony, sit down together, like take a glass of champagne and just sit down for a second. Re, like talk about what just happened because it's a huge moment. And there's also a part that you miss as the bride, like people sitting down, finding a seat, um, the, the partner being at the front of the aisle ready like tension is building so it's also nice to discuss those things yeah even the welcome drinks you were there but i wasn't i was in the room so i was pretty happy one, one thing i just like hate about a lot of weddings and just the industry of weddings as well right i think you know my go. i think you know my broader position <laughs> on weddings generally and the pageantry of it but um like the the idea of not enjoying a moment because you have to get photos of that moment right like kind of like the instagram conundrum i really like that we just got a lot of that admin out of the way before the ceremony so by the time we actually got married it was kind of just game on for the rest of the evening and we could actually really enjoy ourselves and we didn't yes. have to uh like rhythm break with you know kind of like dumb photos and yeah. like performative moments and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. We thought spending time with our friends was much more valuable than taking the photos. So yeah. the way that we did it, which was super deliberate, um, we had a first look 
early on in the day. And um, we just had our four bridesmaids and groomsmen there, which was a lot of fun. So it was the 10 of us being together and having that moment. And we had photographers there. Then you and I took a bunch of the photos. We already took the photos of the groomsmen and the bridesmaids. Uh, and we had a bus come early to the venue with all our family members because we wanted to get those photos out of the way as well. So before all of our guests arrived, we had already taken so many of the like mandatory photos that just take a long time. And what we also did was the day before is prepare a list of the groups that we need on the photos. Mm. So one with my family, one with yours, one with just siblings, one with, with partners, without partners. So we made a list ahead of time as well and send it to the photographer. So it was kind of a matter of like Pete's siblings now. So if like if you felt like that was you, please step forward. That was good. And then we had the guests, the guests arrived. I went back to the room after the ceremony. You and I took maybe 10, 15 minutes. I knew there was also no chance I was going to be able to keep you any longer. But the lighting was really nice then. And uh, we were able to take kind of the photos of us together, mm-hmm. which was really nice. And I'm so happy we did that because the photos are so legit from that little session we had. So I'm happy we also took a little bit of time out after the ceremony. Also, at the first look, I didn't have my veil or my flowers simply because I forgot. But it made that when I went to walk down the aisle, it, you had already seen my dress, of course, but it was the full thing with the veil on, which was super dramatic, and the flowers. So I felt like there were some elements of surprise for you there. And then in the photos we took afterwards, I had everything. Mm-hmm. Dress, flowers, veil. So yes, 100%. Don't take a lot of photos after. Just try to find some good lighting after the ceremony, but just wrap it up quickly yeah and join the party yeah because husbands get bored husbands do get bored if you don't have an instagram husband which mine 100 percent is not <laughs> they will get bored all right i took some more notes let me have a look one thing that we also really didn't do is the super traditional stuff like you and i sp- slept together we woke up together the night of the uh the night before the wedding they say, like, it's bad luck if you share the night together. And I'm like, oh, that's just so not us. Um, well, I don't think, I mean, I think Dutch weddings on the whole, the ones that I've been to have been a lot more traditional than a lot of the Australian weddings I go to. Yeah, but I think it's really maybe American also did not. But, and I actually think it's worldwide thing where, or Western thing, I should maybe say, where... Um, Bride and groom don't spend the night together the night before. Yeah. But we were already technically married in Amsterdam during a very small civil ceremony here because we couldn't get married officially in Italy. We tried. Uh-huh. So, and we also spent the night together then. I'm just like, that's just, I much preferred waking up with you because I knew that would really help with. Well, we, we went we went further than that. Like we had our hands party and our bachelor party meet up on the last day oh. of it for a big party, which was wild. And that was the best. It's a great way to do it because yeah, um, you get to put like a core group of the wedding together, right? Yeah. Like a lot of people that you really people. care about together, and they have a good time together, like a really bond. And I think this is a thing for, um, I mean, I imagine like a lot of people are like, oh, destination weddings are you know 
like a lot and like you don't need to do it and all that sort of stuff. I get that, but when you're when you're marrying from two different countries, like bear in mind that a lot of your friends will have never met a lot of, you know, your wife's friends or, or vice versa. And so putting people together for a day, a couple of days before the wedding meant that there was already this really nice kind of like glue with a lot of the people by the time we went into the real wedding. And I think that's what made just the the vibes and the the party so good. Uh, that kind of grew into something that was really special by the time the, the main wedding came around. And the party was fucking wild of the night of our bachelor and bachelorette when we came together. It was insane. 30 people. And also all your friends that I know really well. It was really nice to party with them as well. Yeah. Because I, yeah, Cause I know animals. them. They're, yeah, that's also why it's fun. But it was so nice to see them. So, yes, if you can meet up the last night of the bachelor bachelorette, I would 100% recommend that. Um, but going back to the traditions, so we also had the moment of seeing each other before the ceremony. I think that was, it was logistically really easy because of the photos, but also it was really nice because it just takes away some of the nerves. And speaking of nerves, another big hot tip. Um, I thought I was going to be incredibly nervous. I didn't end up being nervous. I was so chill that I was kind of wondering like, Am I fully present? Am I here? What's wrong with me that I'm not as nervous as I thought I was going to be? Which was really awesome that I wasn't super nervous. Were you, but, nervous, were you nervous for the speech that you had to give? Yes. That was actually uh, the thing. I was by far most nervous of, and I was really happy that when that was over. But we'll get into that in a second. Because you crushed it. You did Thank a great you. job. Thank you. Hold your horses. All right. <laughs> uh, nerves. So I had a plan A, B, and C, basically, depending on how nervous I was going to be. And I told the planners and the photographers as well, if I am super nervous, I'll come out earlier and I'll come to the welcome reception when all our guests arrive. And then the whole walking down the aisle isn't such a huge build-up moment because your guests have seen you and you've already had a drink with them and it's super nice. Uh, and I had a couple more of those tools in my back pocket that I knew would help me if I was very nervous, but I wasn't. So when the guests arrived, I just went back up to the room. This is really nice about having bridesmaids, an aspect that I wasn't fully aware of because it's a tradition in Australia. It's very, it's not Dutch at all. In the Netherlands, you just have two witnesses that sign, but that's it. But having the girls with me, getting ready in hair and makeup, my mom was there as well. My sister-in-law was there. And then they also came back up to the room with me to wait while the reception was on. And we had so much fun. So yep. that ended up actually being a really nice aspect of mm -hmm. that. With the traditions, you walked into our suite a couple times during the day while we were in hair and makeup. Yeah. And the boys did too. It was so fine. I like that just made it really chill. It's fine, right? Well, it's not really traditional because... The idea is that you don't spend the night together and you don't see each other until you're at the aisle. You're walking down the aisle and that's yeah. the first moment you'll see the person you're marrying. I don't feel like any of these traditions apply to most of modern life. Photos. I have another thing about that. So as you're guessing at this point, we're not really traditional in a lot of our thinking. So there are a lot of photos that photographers take that just kind of feels like a must but it's kind of a waste of time and a waste of film to be honest so 
One of them is where they take your shoes and perfume and your dress and they drape it and they take a photo or hang your dress somewhere or even a cutting the cake photo. We had a tiramisu cake that was amazing, by the way. I didn't see it. I wasn't there for it. No, you were missing yeah. when the cake came out. Um, but I had told everyone from the start, like, this is not the kind of photos we want. Right. Like, standing in front of all your guests and, like, feeding each other cake. Like, good for you if that's what you're into. But I was I already announced them, like, this is not what we want. I had a very clear brief to the photographer as well. I, of course hired her to begin with because I loved her style. And then I had a very clear brief with examples of photos that I really liked of other weddings. And she had that with her on the day and we kind of recreated some of those photos, which was really nice. So you don't need to be super creative on the spot. So that was a really important bit. Another thing, this was a tip from a friend and it didn't end up really applying to us because everyone had warned us Things are not going to go exactly how you plan them to go. Things are going to go wrong. Just count on it. Remember I told you as well? Yeah. I actually feel like it was maybe during your bachelor's party, you had you broke two pairs of skis. No, two pairs of skis broke while I was skiing on them. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't my fault. It wasn't his fault. And I'm not going to pay for it. It wasn't your fault. Um. And I was like, look, if that's it, it really sucks that you have to take care of that. But if that's it, when it comes to bad luck, I'm so down for that. And then I broke my hand. But that was after the wedding. It's more bad luck. <laughs> that's after the wedding. We'll, we'll get into that. But during the wedding, everything went according to plan, which was amazing. But my friend had also said, you and your planners are the only ones that know exactly what is going to happen and what's been scheduled. So if things need to change last minute in your, um, in your plan, nobody will know because yep. nobody knows what was planned to begin with. Yep. So that is a really good way of looking at things like if things need to move forward or back or just like tiny things go wrong. I cannot even think of, a, Look, it's of a an big example. Party. It's a big party where everyone gets free drinks. Like who cares about the details? Everybody's happy. They're plied with alcohol. Like everybody's yeah. having a great time. Yeah. You basically have to have somebody die for people to not have a good time. And I've also been at weddings where that's happened and the wedding's still gone on and everyone's had a great time. No, they didn't die. Well, but we no, had like a heart attack situation. Yeah. Yeah. Heart attack situation. It also made it unforgettable. It's a weird thing to say. No, as in, that is just a moment I'll never forget for the rest of That's my life. That's fair enough, like a trauma? Yeah, almost. <laughs> <laughs> a little PTSD. <laughs> yeah, that was fucking crazy. So yeah, you're in charge. You and your planner are the only people that know what will happen. It's fine when things change slightly. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When we came up for the dinner, it is a very, I don't even think this might be very American, but it's very Australian, where the bride and groom and the bridal party come on dancing into the the room where the dinner is served, Mm. which is so fun. What we ended up doing is asking our friend, who's a really good singer, uh, Tennille, to sing with the band that we had hired. And that was sick. That was amazing. Us running into the, the dining room with her singing Kiss by Prince, which was hilarious. Um, and that just set the tone. Everyone started dancing straight away. We were dancing. The bridal party came in. Everyone was so freaking happy. And that really set the tone for the dinner for the rest of the night. Because every time in between courses and in between speeches, our guests would go up to the front where there was room to dance and just dance. And then the next course would come out. They would sit back down. And that was amazing. Yeah, we actually ended up running like way over, like three hours over because... Um, everybody wouldn't stop dancing and the speeches were good and the music was good. And so the dinner kind of just blew out massively. Yeah. Um, and then we actually had to cut a whole part of the wedding as a result. So that, that's a, that's a big thing that went wrong in terms of like schedule went three yeah. hours over, but I wouldn't have changed it because it was, no. it was awesome. And most people, I actually <laughs> was talking to a friend today. She was like, but dinner didn't take that long. Did it? I'm like, no, it took like two hours longer than, we had planned. It went from 5.30 till 12. No, not at all. Yeah, it did. <laughs> no. It did. No. It did because when the cake came out, when the cake came out, I was upstairs figuring out how to get everyone up to the next thing. And that was 11.15. Well, we sat down for dinner at 6.30, first of all. But was it that late? I thought it was 10.30. No. Mm. time flies little guy it really does so we ended up we were meant to have a party in two different rooms in the castle 
But we ended up really only having a party in the last room, which was soundproof, where we had to move. But our friend Tom that played a set there, it was so, it was so amazing that I'm actually kind of happy that it went the way it did. It was so fine to skip that one part. Mm. It was didn't really matter. And this is one of those things where nobody noticed that the schedule was different uh, and that we missed this whole chunk of the night. Mm. Like only us knew. One thing, you mentioned it earlier, I spoke. Mm. Crushed I, it. I uh, did a three-day public speaking course late last year to prep for this because I knew I was going to want to speak. Um, and my reason was, and this is also how I opened the speech, that it's not very common for a bride to do a speech at her own wedding. It's usually the groom. But I wanted to because this is the only time, the only opportunity in my life to speak to all of these people that I love so dearly in one go. Yeah, which is a, like a really nice lie you can tell yourself. But the real reason is because Pate has been to a number of Australian weddings now and has been obsessed. <laughs> She's become like unhealthily obsessed with this <laughs> idea of in Australian weddings, it's quite common to kind of roast your friends. So you get up and you make jokes at their expense and um, Pate has taken a really, really unhealthy shine to it and was asking all of my friends to make sure this wedding was a just a really nasty, nasty roast. Also then, to me, though, not just to you or to the guests, but also to me. Well, it didn't feel like that to me. No, it felt like, like, they, it felt they like didn't the roast do. of Oscar Pepper. Yeah, it's true. But then, I don't think they dared Pete come did to a, bride a, that way. A full three-day speaking course to get up to be able to roast me as well yeah. and be one of, the, one of the boys. Yeah. So, well done. Yeah, thank you. Hope it was worth it. Uh, it absolutely was. It absolutely was. So that was the part I was most nervous about. But absolutely worth it. I'm really happy I did it. Um, and I would really recommend everyone doing it. Try to get up. And if you're a little bit unsure and you can afford to do a public speaking course, go do it. Even if you do one day, you'll learn so much. And just give it your all. The one thing I also kept telling myself is these are 130 of your best friends and family they love you. They're there because they love you. They won't be super, they won't be critiquing you because they, they're there because they love you. It's the best crowd to do a speech. Yeah. I, I, honestly, um, I looked back from you to your sister at one point and she was flabbergasted. Like, like she had no idea that you had that in you, right? And was so it's excited and impressed to see it uh, come out. And so you're right. It's a total safe crowd to do that stuff. And it, it was so impressive to do. And I think, um, uh, I, I think a lot, like the, the vibe was so positive. Everyone was just like really, really wanted you to kind of bring it home and, yeah. and nail the speech and you did it. And yeah, you did it at my expense. You made some nasty <laughs> jokes and you know, you can't really take those back, but <laughs> nor do I want to <laughs> No, but I hope, you know, I, I, I think everyone else got a kick out of it, which 100%, is great. hundred percent. Um, so yeah, that's another thing. Be clear to the people that are speaking, how long they have and kind of explain what the kind of tone is you want the kind of the tone of voices for us it was a roast and people took that very very seriously yeah yeah not least of all my wife <laughs> that was really nice i thought of something else just earlier but i can't remember are there any other things you want to 
mention about the wedding day or do you want to go to the recovery? What would you change? I don't think anything. Yeah. I don't think I would change anything. It was so good. I'm actually really happy that dinner ran late because it was so amazing in that greenhouse. They they made it look incredible. The vibe was incredible. Um, at that point, we had already had welcome drinks as well where people had met each other a little bit the night before, was that? And then um, the reception at the wedding, of course. And then people were forced to sit down. Oh, this is funny. Talking about the table seating. People were kind of forced to sit down next to a lot of people that they didn't know. We were trying to be really strategic about that, Um, which created so many cool little groups. And you could like see all your friends bond. And I think that's also just when you're marrying someone from a different country, that's even more special because your two groups will just never really cross pollinate except for when you get married. Uh, and you see everyone in w- one room. That's That was a lot of fun. So one thing I was really stressed about was the table seating. I didn't really look forward to making it. We decided to do it really last minute, which was a good call because we still had like three people pull out in the week before the wedding for various reasons. So we ended up doing it like the night before the welcome drinks. You were so talented at it. Turn out you just loved being a little puppet monster. You were giggling to yourself, thinking about the conversations people were going to have. And, and you they got, had them. Exactly. They had those conversations. You got so many compliments <laughs> from people of where they were seated. I had two friends say that they were sitting next to each other for 45 minutes before they both realized that they were Spanish speakers. Which, and then they switched I, to Spanish. Can I say they both have a thick Spanish accent when they speak English. They I both, don't. They both look real kind of like, he, so he looks Latin. very Puerto Rican and yeah. very Mexican. Yeah. They're both such Latin looking fellas yeah. and they have a thick accent when they speak English. I thought it was hysterical that it took them so long to figure it out. Yeah. Sitting was fun. Yeah. You love making the seating arrangements and I was so happy. I could just let you do that. Not worry about it. Not think about it. I just had a quick glance and it was perfect. So you've, you've, crushed that that was really nice appreciate your support Mm. well i appreciate you doing it because i did not want to do that well i can appreciate that you didn't want to do that Mm. oh we we were talking about how the time how time just flew and that it was even later than i thought when we moved rooms Mm -hmm. you got me at one point you're like we gotta go i'm like what do you mean we gotta go it's like it's four the last bus is leaving Mm. like it's four (laughs) <laughs> that was a crazy moment. I also didn't believe you. I think you had to show me your phone. I was like, it cannot be four. Yeah. You're lying. Yeah. And then we um, had an after party in one of the hotel rooms. Yeah, that's a probably a hot tip. Time flies. Drink it in. Build build moments for yourself because yeah. it went by so fast. It did. People have been saying that. And they're not just saying it. It's true. It goes by so quickly. Like we had first bus arrive at three, I think. So we were there from three till about four thirty. The guests the were, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we got we got there around ten. The girls and the boys around eleven or something. Yeah. So it was a full on day, but people were giving it their all. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah. So fun. Um, then recovery day. Mm. So one hot tip is with your partner at the start of planning a wedding. Each make your top three of non-negotiables, of things that you absolutely want in the wedding. If you both have the same point in your top three, you know that that'll be your number one and work your way down from there. 
we each had three different things. So we had six non-negotiables in total. One of them was yours that you wanted a recovery party. And I think the, the name recovery is very Australian. Mm. And it might just be a pretty Australian concept to begin with. Well, I think because the weather's better, right? So Australian weddings, like the Sunday is always a beautiful day for a barbecue. So it's very common to have just pretty much an all-day party the mm. next day. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted that vibe transplanted into a winter setting. Um, and I think it worked really well. Well, my non-negotiable was that it had to be three nights um, because what happens a lot at our um, recovery parties in Australia is a Sunday and people need to go somewhere. They either need to drive home or they need to fly home. So often people leave on the day of the recovery. Mm. So it's never really a full-on party the way that I like to party. Mm. So my non-negotiable was it needs to be three days so people are at the recovery party, but they don't have to be anywhere else. Mm. Every one of the party is there. At one point, the bus will come pick them up again, and like there is, you don't have to check the time or do anything or be anywhere else. That was amazing. Mm. That was a power fucking move. Yeah. That was amazing because the recovery was potentially even better than the wedding day. Dare I say it? Yeah, I think it went recovery, sauna towel ceremony, wedding <laughs> in my books. Manuel, the German bodybuilder, wins it from our absolutely our wedding night. Yeah. Okay, well, fair enough. He was pretty good looking. The whole recovery was sick. So it was pretty full on. People got back between like 4 and 5 at the hotel, 5 a.m. 11 a.m., Buses were leaving to go up to the hut on the mountain, which was a 40-minute drive, super bendy road, which did not do very well for a lot of the people in the vans, including me, because I couldn't have breakfast yet, couldn't eat. So then in the car, I got really nauseous. Happened to a lot of people. But we got there, and the hut was set up. There were platters full of Aperol spritz ready. There was already delicious food set up. The sun was out, the weather was stunning, and we were next to a ski field, so we were in the snow. DJ started playing, it was glorious. And then the buses all arrived, uh, everybody kind of pulled themselves together and just kept going, kept partying. And at the end of the recovery, uh, everyone was giving it 110%. It was amazing. Like everyone was partying so hard. And, um, what was it like the last half hour of the recovery? My emotions were finally coming. I knew there was going to be a moment where I was going to be super emotional. And it happened towards the end of that day because everyone was partying so hard and having the best time. And you could see all these new friendship groups exist between the Aussies and the Dutchies which was so special, and uh, I bawled my eyes out. Yeah. Cried. I was, like, sobbing, basically. Yeah, it was ugly. It was pretty ugly. Yeah. I was wearing very cute white Dior sunnies, though. Yeah. Kind of, like, oof, yeah. not have that on display. But um, <laughs> that was a moment where I completely just cracked yeah. But it was also kind of nice. People were like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, they're happy tears. They're happy tears. It was a very sweet moment. I remember there's a, a lot of good moments. I got a, an image in my head that I can't get out of my mom in a fluoro 
tracksuit dancing behind the DJ decks. Very funny afternoon. Oh, man. Yeah, nobody will ever get rid of that image in yeah. the brain. It was the best. Yeah. She's just partying around the DJs. We had two friends play. They used to be a duo in Sydney, DJ duo, and they just kind of came out of retirement for our recovery. Yeah. They played for six hours. Yeah. They were even surprised themselves that they were they had so much fun that they were playing for that long. And they were also surprised they brought enough music for mm. a six-hour set. Mm -hmm. So sick. We'll make sure to share some videos of that when we have the after movie as well. Oscar is, is shaking his head. Oh, no, no we will. We will. Um, so my hot tip for the recovery party is just, one, do it. Two, make sure no one has to travel that day. Have the travel day be the next day. I would potentially even skip welcome drinks and have a recovery instead if you want to have a two-day affair instead of three days. Mm. And give it a funky theme. So our wedding was black tie. People were in beautiful dresses, guys in tuxedos. Also because it was winter, we've had a couple summer weddings where it was black tie, and I think that's inhumane. <laughs> like 30 degrees, burning sun, and we're all in tuxedos and long dresses. But... It was really exciting to do it for the, a winter wedding where it was like, it was actually abnormally hot for the time of the year, but it was 15 degrees outside. So give it a funky theme for the recovery. Uh, in our case, it was opera ski. So people were in their ski suits so they wouldn't get cold during the day as well. And people like brought really funky ski suits, which was really nice, like those 80 ones. Um, but we also know of a wedding where the theme was cowboys. So everyone came in their boots and the cowboy hats. And I think that's really nice. Like you'd really switch it up. Mm -hmm. So that's another tip of mine. Should we touch on the friend's moon for a little bit? Sure. Just a sec. Um, so instead of a honeymoon, which we'll probably do at some point, we've got to save some money first and work a little bit. Um we did a friend's moon instead. So all of our guests, almost 50, came to a ski field, which was an hour away from the wedding town, uh, and stayed for a week to ski with us. And that was insane. That, like, really kept the festivities up, the energy up. It was so fun skiing with all these people. Um, we, it, was all, it was all the worst ones as well, like all the <laughs> ones who really didn't want the party to end. Yes. Yeah. But that was so nice because yeah. it just really brought the energy. And um, we had booked some lunches and drinks on the mountains, but we kind of tried to keep it a little bit light yeah. as a, when it comes to schedule. It's also, as Aussies say beautifully, herding cats. Yeah. Like it was, it's a little bit difficult to get 50 people in one place on a mountain. Yeah. Um, but we did have some lovely lunches and drinks. And um, I would highly recommend that if you can do a friend's moon instead of a honeymoon, do it. Especially when you have a destination wedding and people are already taking time and money out of their day to come to your wedding, why not stay? You don't have to do it a week, even if it's two or three days. Well, that, that was really the point. Like, I don't think it's about friend's moon versus honeymoon. I think it's about the fact that specifically when you've got a lot of your friends from another country and you know that they're coming for a two-day event anyway and you know that they're going to stay and make a holiday out of it the fact that you can spend actually quality time with them is probably the most i think the most important part of that idea and also like one thing that was interesting about the wedding was i wanted to have a really big wedding you know mm -hmm. and um and p wanted a really small wedding 
And I think a lot of, a few people told me like, no, you don't want a really big wedding because it's really hard actually to see everyone. And I think the number we ended up having around 120, 130 was exactly the right amount for that two day period because I got at least five yeah. minutes with every single person. Um, if it had been uh, any larger than that, that wouldn't have been the case. And so what was great about having 50 people for a kind of more of a long form thing was just more fun chats, more relaxation, more spending time with people yeah. and a lot of quality time. And actually a lot of my friends remarked that they just thought they would never get an opportunity like that again, you know, because people's lives get busy, they have kids, everything like that. A lot of them were treating that as kind of their last hurrah for at least the foreseeable future. And so that that's really what made it, you know, a special week was just long form friendship. It was really, really nice. Um, and yeah, it was nice to have more time with our friends. The one kind of downside of getting married later in life, I'm 32, you're turning 36 next week, 36, yeah, is all our friends have kids, which makes it a lot harder for them to sneak out for a couple days mm. um, and fly to Italy. Mm. That is just pretty difficult. Um, so I think that's a valid point of getting married earlier in life. But what I will say, we had a bunch of couples where one of the set would come because the other one would stay with the friends. Then generally the one that we're closest with would come. And I loved that. I was like, I'd rather have one of you instead of none of you. So I thought that was really cool. And I think that's really something for us later in life as well. Like if we can make it work to have one person go fly out and if the other person cannot go for whatever reason, it was so valuable to us that one of them came. It was really cool. Yeah. I love that. And yeah, Friends Moon was insane. It kind of helped with the wedding come down as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the one thing, you mentioned it earlier, you broke your hand on a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So like in the middle of the holiday. Mm -hmm. That was not great. But we're counting our blessings. It happened. Your bachelor, bachelor was also skiing. And we're counting our blessings. And we're just happy that it happened during the Friends Moon and not before the wedding. Well, my friend, uh, uh, Candace, um, <laughs> sent me, she sends me my Chinese horoscope every year. And apparently this one was a, a big no, no for skiing. Yeah. Um, You're the rabbit. Yeah. So I was in a lot of trouble already because we it specifically go said no skiing. Yeah. I was so nervous. Actually, my mom had sleepless nights over this bachelor and yeah. I played it cool. Yeah. Meanwhile, I wasn't feeling great about this bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And honestly, of all the, I've, I've been skiing hard all my life. Like of all the trips I've ever done, this was one where m the most stuff went wrong in a dangerous way. Like the most equipment broke, mm. you know, um, I've never broken a bone in my life and I broke my hand. So yeah, yeah it was something to this, this Chinese, Chinese horoscope, horoscope thing. Yeah. And you were even wearing your jade dog on a red string. So the cure against ski misfortune for my Chinese horoscope is to um, buy a little jade dog and wear it around my neck as a necklace. On a red string. Yeah. And so I like to believe that I would have killed myself had it not been for the jade dog yep. uh, and that my lucky charm pulled me through this wedding. <laughs> Let's, we're going with that. Yeah. We're going with that. We're going with we knew something was going to happen. It happened in the friend's moon, not the wedding. So it's perfect. Yeah. And I'll just keep helping you get dressed over the next couple of weeks because it's also your dominant hand. 
Yeah. Well, anyway. I hope this was helpful. Is there anything else you would like to share? No. You're good? Yes. <laughs> you want to get out of here? Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Um, follow us or follow the podcast. Not You're not on the accounts yet, but you will be soon, maybe. Uh, at 30 and a bit podcast. And thank you for listening. Goodbye. Oh, I'm nearly forgetting a really important one. Whenever you have set your wedding date, work back from all of the treatments you get very regularly. So start planning back from the date of your wedding to get your nails done, to go to the hairdresser, to Botox. I had some laser treatment. Um, just think about all of those things that you have to do at regular intervals and then work back because I didn't. And that really kind of screwed me <laughs> towards the end. And to everyone organizing a wedding during the organizing, there will be some mental hiccups. It's just facts. Like you're going to have a bit of a breakdown. Mine came really late. I ended up having two as the partner just be there for your partner, hold the person and ask them how you can help them and take something off their hands. In our case, it was Oscar doing the table seating instead of me. Turned out he's talented. So just hold your partner, keep an eye on them because it's not easy um, and enjoy it because it is a lot of fun. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.